comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. Greg Mahachko here alongside uh, via the internet, uh, the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. I got my my workout in already. I got some groceries, which I uh, didn't get. I, I spent money, a lot of money, but I didn't get a lot of the groceries that I wanted to get. So. Uh, is it weird? This is the first time in a few weeks where we've gone back to normal. Last week, we had the benefit of uh, being together and recording right. in person. Uh, the week before that, I think we did a little matinee recording. Yes. Uh, so here we are. It's Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Live. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, technically we are live, but we won't, you know, you can't hear this live unless you're uh, in my house or in, in Greg's house. Then you can, I guess. Lucky you. You don't have anybody in your house, though. Nope. I do not. Have, nope. Son's babysitting right now. So. Nope. And everybody in my house is sleeping. Ah, so that's that's smart. Uh, yeah, we uh, uh, just I was gonna say we, we were gonna record last night, but things happened there. And then what, what happened on your end? Because I know what happened on my end, but you didn't push back or anything. You're like, no, that's fine. Oh, nothing happened. I know. I was, oh, I, I was, yeah, I just, I, I, I knew we could do it to, because you asked me, can we do it the next day? And I was, Nothing I was doing today that would would have stopped me. So yeah, I'm sure I'll care. I was uh, experiencing symptoms, okay. feelings, things that I don't like. To the best of my knowledge, I don't know if I've ever really suffered from heartburn. Wow, um, you lucky dog. And I, but if I, I, th- I feel like if I go to Google. And mm-hmm. I type in heartburn, like it's going to give me a bunch of things. I'm, I'm sure heartburn is one of those things like your mileage may vary, right? You know, it, it doesn't affect everybody the same. So like, I'm maybe I've experienced heartburn in the past. Like I, I have memories of as like younger me, like kid, teenager, me and older me, like mm-hmm. for whatever pancakes, which I love and I'll eat them by the stack. Uh, but if I don't chew them, and I just like there's this big thing of pancakes going down. I was like, oh, my chest really hurts as I'm like slowly dying <laughs> till it gets to my stomach. I don't think that's heartburn. But what I feel like I had last night was maybe the closest thing I've ever had to actual heartburn. So I get heartburn all the time. Oh, okay. all the time. tell me about yeah. it. All the time. Um, so part of it is there. Obviously, it is a burning in the chest, like right in like the sternum area, right? And almost feel, sometimes, uh, and I get heartburn and acid reflux. Kind of, I don't know the difference in simulators, but a lot of times it does feel like there's acid that's about to come up mm. the, the throat area. Um, 
a lot of burping and and like and it burns when it happens Ooh, yeah so i in fact i have tums right here i have tums downstairs i try to keep tums everywhere i in what's bad is i i kind of feel like my dad because i remember growing up he was always he always had heartburn like bad you know i I remember him you know even when, when my mom and dad were still together he had it so that was before i was 14 and he would he would eat tums like it was candy so i i take tums but i also take um uh, i should honestly go to the doctor and i haven't yet but i have like over the counter like prilosec or whatever it is okay you know, i take that so yeah and i you know and there's some things like you you eat it and you're like okay i know this is this is why i'm having heartburn right because of this food i think chocolate's one of them spicy food spicy foods yeah yeah but honestly there's been times where i've had just water and all of a sudden I get heart it's heartburn. It especially if it's been in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I can help explain that. Okay. Because and I know this based on hearsay and secondhand information, but that's good enough for me. The town in which you live okay. al- allegedly has horrible water. Uh, I've heard that too. In fact, uh, when I had to get my sink replaced, that's what they said it was, because the town's water. Um I don't drink the tap water though. Oh, okay, okay, you're fine. I, I mean, I I've, well, yeah, I filter it. I don't even know how effective that is either because you're supposed to change the filter every so often, and I think in the last two years I've changed it once. So, oh. <laughs> you know, I've got one. Um, well, you've been in my house, uh, I've yeah, yeah. plenty of times. You know, my yeah. fridge has the water yes. dispenser on the front, uh, and it has a filter on the inside. It will tell me when it's time to change the filter. Okay, which is about every four to six months. Okay. And, and you, and you change it. Yeah. I not overnight, but I order a new one from Amazon. Nice. Nice. I'm sure I could go to someplace local, but I've ordered enough times from uh, Amazon that when I start typing in the, like the brand or whatever, right. it pops right up. Be like, would you like to buy this again? Yes, I would. Yeah. Two days later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but so you had you had heartburn, and okay. you said you had, had been a bit of a headache, it, it, heartburn or reflux or something. But I was just yeah. like, I wasn't feeling my best self. Yeah, I, I, so, I've been there. I, I feel better tonight. Obviously, uh, here we are, Good. and uh, also we have a deadline. You know, a self-imposed deadline that you know <laughs> uh, we'll try yeah. to adhere to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, uh, but no, I'm, I'm feeling better today, and it, it's been it's been a weird health and wellness week around my house. Um, I, I've heard bits and pieces. What all you want to, what, what all can you tell me? Uh, only one person in the house didn't throw up this week. Okay. And by the way, this was, this happened after you, like you came and visited me and then. Okay. But days after, you know, oh, day, okay. Okay. So it wasn't like, I was over at Mike's house and then I got sick. No, right. It was several days after. Okay. Um, but four out of the five of us have thrown up this past week. I spent a lot more time on the, uh, on the toilet than usual. Okay. Uh, I did get, uh, lose five or six pounds uh, because of it. Uh, I found most of it Positive. since then. Okay. <laughs> um, and I went a couple of days without one of these golden little, uh, nuggets, but, I found him again. Ooh, okay. And by the way, uh, uh, tell people what it is. 
It's a yingling. Yes. No, I, by the way, I, I was almost going to say what it was, but I would have pronounced it wrong. Okay. I would have said youngling. I would have said youngling. And I, and I knew in my head, I'm like, I don't know if that's correct or not. That's why I, I wanted you to say it. No, Anakin Skywalker did not strike this down. <laughs> uh, look at that, Gray. You can make a joke. I can on occasion. Usually it's I have, my I face heard, is the joke. Or, I haven't heard one on the power half hour yet, but you know, oh, for, for me, no, Chad's yeah. I'm the straight man. <laughs> yeah, Chad's the funny man. That's well, you got to have that. You can't have two funny men. That's weird. His, uh, uh, his humor is very dry and yes, sarcastic, yes, which, which makes yes. it fun. So, um, but I'll, I'll tell him you said, hello. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. Yes, you will do. I will. Yes. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, let's get into the show. We have a lot of things to talk about. And we do. Greg, can I, I, can, I tell, can I tell a story, Greg? Yes. I'm because sorry. You need, no, that's okay. You need an update on what I happened. Do. To I do. I do. I apologize. Okay. So last, I would say last episode. Yeah, I guess technically last, last episode. Um, I don't know how much. I didn't listen to it yet. I don't know how much is, was edited out, but my car was making a clunking noise and had been for a couple days, right? So I call up this local um, uh, repair shop that my brother knows the people that work there. And I tell him what the problem is. By the is. way, I knew because I was at your place when you called yes. and, and we yes. were recording and you're going to. And we paused. And, and, and well, you know, we silenced our microphones and then right, I right. did some exactly. editing. But you yeah. called them and and I said, uh, I bet you they're going to know your brother. Yes. <laughs> and after yes. after you, you know, explained the situation and and said, you know, yep, my name is Mike Luther. Like, oh, so and so's brother. Mike, or, you, or, you know, so and so. And like, hey, it's my yeah. brother. So, yeah. All right, carry on. Sorry. All right. So, uh, you know, they said this is Friday, Friday afternoon. They said, you know, bring it in Monday. We'll look at it. We won't be able, we might not be able to fix it Monday, but we'll, we'll go from there. We'll be able to tell you what's wrong with it. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't have to teach Monday. So I don't have to go anywhere. So I can bring the car in. I don't know. I don't want to say it Monday morning. And I think, I think Nolan was off Monday, I think. And so, yeah, President's um, Day. Yes, yes, that's right. So I could I could bring the car in, right? And then I'm thinking, okay, maybe if they need to keep it Tuesday, I can. Um, I'll take I'll take Nolan's car. I'll take him to school because he goes to school before I go to work. And then uh, I told him I said oh, I'm just going to pick you up later, like because he's done at like two, and I I won't get there until like two forty five or something like that, you know. And then I, and then honestly, I was even thinking like. Okay, what if it's like a week or or not even a week, but what if it's, you know, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday or something like that? And I was even looking into like, not that I would have been able to afford, but like renting a car or something, you know, trying to figure something out. Or maybe I just keep Nolan's car, blah, 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 all this other stuff. So anyway, that's 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 Friday afternoon. And I, I, don't, I, I kind of feel good. I'm like, okay, we got this plan. We only have one car, but with one car, we can make it, you know? Um, and so... Then I told I told Nolan too. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna take your car tonight to go to the gym." He's like, "Okay," because he, he's not going anywhere. Uh, so I leave. I don't know whatever time it was. Go to the, take his car. Go to the gym. I'm in the gym parking lot. And then I realize, wait, I need my keys. And luckily, the gym's only like ten minutes away because I can't get in the gym without my keys. You know, because I have a little like sensor on there or whatever, a little fob. So I I get ready to go back to home. Back home, I turn on Nolan's car. 
And all of a sudden a light pops up, oil pressure low, stop engine. I'm like, oh, this can't be real. I turn it off. Okay, maybe just let it reset or something. Turn it back on, says the same thing. I'm like, well, I don't have much choice right now because I don't, I don't trust my car. I can't tell Nolan, hey, get in my car and come down here and we'll leave your car here, you know, because what if the rattling on my car is getting really, really bad, you know? And so I just, you know, something happens, you know, when I'm in it, that's fine. I I don't want Nolan to be in it when something happens, you know? So I'm like, well, fuck it. I got to just take this car back. So I drive the car back and I'm thinking the entire time, like, uh, hopefully nothing's ha- happened and it's in the entire time like there's no i'm looking at the, all the gauges and stuff and it, it just, the only thing it's do is making a beeping sound which is just the kind of little alarm so i i go back i park it i'm like okay i'm like this, now this sucks because now we have two cars out right and i'm like i have no clue what i'm what i'm gonna do here uh you know because but we need if we have one car that's fine right so I, uh, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to take my car and yeah, my car is, you know, whatever I've, I've driven it like that before. No, I'm not no big deal, but and whatever. I'm just, you know, I had that way, you know, cause I'm now, now I'm, now I'm pissed off. Now I definitely need to work out <laughs> because like I said, I'm, I have, there's now I'm like, I don't have like, you know, I have to go to the school to teach Nolan has to go to school, you know, I know. I mean, if push comes to shove, I guess Nolan could take the bus, you know, but I'm like, what do I do? You know? So I go, I work out, I leave. And then I go back to my car and I'm just, for whatever reason, I decide to check like the lug nuts on the driver's side tire. Cause that was the driver's side front tire. Three of the five of them are loose. And I'm like, okay. Well, let me find my the what is that lug wrench? That what it's called? Yeah, sure. That's, that sounds about right. So I, I'm taking the stuff out of my car because I'm like, I know it's got to be back here. Can't find it. So I'm like, okay, I got to be home. I got to go home. So I'm going to kind of risk this, but I'm going to tighten them as much as I can. You know, tighten them as much as I can. And then I make it home. And even so, when I'm even going through town. Uh, going, you know, 25, 30, you're hearing it. Do, 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 do. And finally get home, right? By the way, sure, anybody listen, don't ever do this. This is bad. You should not do it. But I I, I was like, well, I don't, how much am I going to get home? You know, because I can't use t- uh, Nolan's car now. Um, I, I have to get home. So anyway, get home. And then I find my lug wrench, whatever it's called. I, I don't, there's no way it's called lug wrench, but it's in Nolan's car. So I tighten them up. Tighten up a real good, real tight, super tight. And then I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to test this out. You know, I'm going to go around Troy a bit. So I go around Troy. I don't hear anything, nothing. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Let me check the interstate, test the interstate out. Go. And I just go like a little loop around the interstate real quick. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, nothing. And I'm like, okay, this went from really bad to better because once again, if we have one car, we can make it work, you know, well, I'll, and even I was talking to like a family friend about Nolan's car and he was telling me, he's like, honestly, dude, he's like, I think it's just like this $30, um, oil pressure sensor. That's most likely what it is. And he goes, you might even be able to fix it yourself, like go on YouTube and look it up and stuff like that, which I kind of did. 
Um, and I even looked up like, look, if I bring this to the shop, how much is going to be? And it was like, you know, you know, the rough estimate 150 to 200. I'm like, that might even be worth it just so I'm not messing with it. And, you know, but I'm like, whatever it is, we can figure that out. You know, I'll bring his car in Monday instead of mine. And then uh, the next day I'm, I'm like, let me look at his car again. And I turn it on perfectly, perfectly fine. No warning light, nothing. And I'm like, well, it's going to, it's going to come on again for some reason. And I, I even, I drove it around a bit. You know, went on the interstate. I'm waiting for the and turn it off, turn it back on. Nothing. So I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, you know, got got lucky there. So yeah. Well, that's fantastic, Mike. Yeah. I. Sorry. That would. I I, I was really concerned that that story was going to take a different direction because I didn't know. Right, you, you had you had not told me any tidbits of this story all week no, long. No, you were saving it for the show, and I was like, "Right, oh, shit." Uh, you know, the, it obviously there wasn't. You would say if there was a wreck, you know, or I'd see you right. know you post something on Facebook, or if you know. Yeah. But I remember uh, seeing some maybe late in the weekend, last weekend, or front part of the week about. Oh, great! Now we might be down two vehicles. I'm yeah, so that was probably right. Yeah, I'm so happy that the third act was as positive as it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I'll tell you, I don't know how those lug nuts became loose because I have not worked on my car. I have not done anything with that tire. So I don't know if it was just because, I mean, my car did, you know, the steering wheel did shake a little bit, you know, even before like the noise and stuff. So I don't know if that was it, but it's, it's okay, it's okay now. So anyway, I, I, I want to tell you that story. Well, I'm glad you did. Uh, a mm-hmm. couple things. Uh, it is called a lug wrench. Okay. Okay. Um, and you can get them as low as eleven forty nine at Harbor Freight. Yes, or fourteen dollars at Walmart. But yeah, I probably am going to pick one up. Doesn't sound like it's a bad idea. I mean, no, no. Um, uh, something that that was part one. I can't remember what the, the second part thing I was going to say was. So, how, how damn? Look at that. All right. Glad, All glad right. you and the boy are, are man. I'm sorry. He's he's taller than me. I'm pretty sure. So I'm, I'm glad you and Nolan are both uh, well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I'm very upset he didn't offer me hot chocolate when I was at your house. Um, I don't. I don't know. We do have hot chocolate. He didn't offer me any. I when he was here, I made sure oh. for the very special Christmas special he had yes. hot chocolate. Yes. Yes. Maybe well, it's a very know. special Christmas special thing. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't Christmas time. Mm. Well, Felt like it. It's, it was it was a bit chilly. All right, Mike. Well, let's talk some comics. Yes. And I'm going to let you go first because I think you've, I mean, not that this is unusual or uncommon, mm-hmm. but I think you've done more reading than I have this week. So I want you to take the lead and inform the good folks about what you've been up to. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, this is going to be like, uh, a second rant right now uh because okay so i read uh the ultimates volume mm-hmm. one and volume two and i'm very close to being done with the ultimates two volume one now is overall this, is this part of your rant is the uh, odd numbering of the ultimates <laughs> well yeah that's that's part of it like okay. i don't <laughs> and there's no as far as i can tell there's not a volume two to the ultimates two i don't think so no. 
so why don't you just call it the ultimates two or the ultimates volume three but whatever okay um so I'll, i say overall i liked the story the stories i should say there's you know three kind of separate stories um but there's like a couple things i have to address with it now i will also say that uh these comic books are they were made before my son was born and he's about to graduate high school. So it was like 2002, mm-hmm. uh, I think around that time. Uh, so I know that, they're that, correct. Yeah. That's when ultimate yeah. first came out. Yeah. Came out right. So I know that a lot of people who are comic book readers already know this stuff, but whatever, I read it for the first time. So if, and by the way, written by Mark Miller, who everyone should know from, you know, uh, was it Kingsman, Kick-Ass, Old Man Logan, I believe, a plethora of different, he's a really good comic book writer. Now, here's the problem, though. If you use real celebrities, real names, like real name celebrities, it dates your book. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas if you don't use that, it might not date it as much. And in this book, they're talking about, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to ask, and I think you're heading there. What celebrities were yeah. named? Cause uh, I don't remember. Freddie, it's been a few years since I've. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even think Regis and Kathy was on there. I, they, I think they actually mentioned Robert Downey Jr. I think, but I know for sure they mentioned Freddie Prince Jr. because there's a scene with him um, and uh, Shannon Elizabeth because Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr. takes Shannon Elizabeth up in space for her birthday or whatever. So, yeah, but it just dates it, you know, that. okay, so that that didn't really throw me out of the story because luckily I was like, I remember that time when Freddie Prince Jr. was really popular and Shannon Elizabeth was really big. Like that was my, my, you know, those younger, younger years. So I think Shannon Elizabeth, uh, for me, probably, I don't say probably, maybe for you, good chance for most of our audience, probably the the standout role for her was American Pie. Yes. Yeah. If you were going to name any other movie, you would have been wrong. What is your go-to Freddie Prinze Jr. movie? I, you know what? I don't even know what movie he was in, but there's, it, it, you know, I don't know if it was like, I know what you did last summer or something like that. It was one of those type of movies, I think, or maybe she's all that. Okay. He was, he was just around at that time. For me, and you're right, he was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay. Uh, with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, mm-hmm. which is not a name you hear much anymore. Um, Unfortunately, no. Yeah. When I think of Freddie Prinze Jr., okay, I think of the movie Summer Catch. Are you familiar okay. with Summer Catch? No, but I bet I can picture the the box of it. Romantic okay. comedy, okay. I'm guessing. Wait, 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 hold on. I'm on. I'm pulling up. Uh, see if I can find a poster or something that's more it's than just. It's, okay, it's him. It's him and some some girl, some attractive girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's smiling, of course. Yeah, and so uh, is she. Oh, she is too. Okay, so they're a little bit flirtatious. And are they outside? Like, do you see clouds or anything behind them? <laughs> did you Google I, it? Uh, no, I legit did not. I legit did not. 
there are clouds, Mike. <laughs> See, I just, it just is those those type of movies, you know. Um, so it is Jessica Biel. Okay, okay. Who, by the way, uh, unsung hero of movies twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, the movie Summer Catch it came out in two thousand one. Hard to believe that movie is twenty one years old. That movie can buy a beer. Yes. Um, yeah. Or, you know, depending on its actual release date, but whatever. Uh, it is about a hometown boy in like a summer minor league type of baseball town. Okay. Who, who has a tremendous, you know, baseball ability, but he's not really highly recruited. But a lot of the guys who are coming in to, to play in this town are. And, you know, like she and he is like the son of a you know, a uh, landscape guy. Right? So he, he cuts the big, you know, yards and her family happens to own one of those big yards. And so it's a little Romeo Juliet and uh, daddy does not approve of the two of them being together. But over the course of the summer, she learns to love baseball and him. Aww. And it also stars Matthew Lillard, uh, Wilmer Valderrama. I'm trying to think it's actually got some, uh, Brittany Murphy, I believe, is in the movie. Okay. okay. According according to uh, Google here, so um, yeah, it, and it, you know, I saw it in the theaters. So, it college age me. What did I know? <laughs> okay. Okay. All and, right. And then um, he goes on to he goes on. Spoiler alert: He makes mm-hmm. it to the bigs. Does old Freddie Prince Jr. as a pitcher, and the first uh, opponent, uh, the first batter that he faces, is Ken Griffey Jr., who yeah. takes him yard, which all is right. baseball term for hits a home run. Well, all right, and we've gone much farther into summer catch than I ever anticipated we oh, would do boy. on this show. So that's all right. Uh, I actually I, I was talking to Nolan about the book, and I I asked him, I go, uh, do you know who Shannon Elizabeth is? He goes never heard of her and i go do you know who freddie prince jr is he goes no i don't think so and i go okay he goes wait he goes that sounds familiar he goes that was play- fred in the scooby-doo movies that's what he said that's what he asked he goes did he he goes did he play fred in scooby-doo i go actually i think so he goes okay that's where i know him from because he's when he was little he was like a big scooby-doo fan you know? sure all right so anyway so that's just that's just one little mark right then they have the hulk and for whatever reason, they make Hulk super horny. I'm not, I didn't, didn't misspeak there. Uh, in, in the story, so I kind of give you a brief summary of the story. Uh, Nick Fury essentially puts together the Avengers, except they're called the Ultimates. Um, and he, he wants to try to, he's trying to recreate the super soldier serum to create an army. But as of right now, they have Giant Man, Wasp, who's actually a mutant. Um, Iron Man, Thor sometimes is in there, and uh, Bruce Banner, who hasn't who hasn't turned into the Hulk in a while, in a in a long time actually. When the story starts, they're using him to to do research and stuff like that. Uh, they they create this big uh, team, you know, a lot of money is spent on them, and then nothing happens. There's like no bad guys, you know. And so what Bruce Banner does for whatever reason, because he's supposed to be smart, uh, he basically in basically turns himself he does injects himself with something it turns himself into the hulk and he says i i did it so they would have a team to first they would have somebody to fight 
you know. Now, Freddie Prince, he finds out that Betty Ross is on a date with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, right? No. Yes. So he starts running after um, or, or running towards where she's at. And here is the line that he says. So he's kind of climbing up this building, trying to get after her, you know. Uh, uh, get away, Freddie Prince Jr. Betty, you're supposed to be Banner's girlfriend. And she says some stuff. Ah, she's screaming. Uh, Banner, too much of a woman for you, Betty. Maybe it's time you give Hulk a try, huh? And then she says, she's screaming again. Then it says, Hulk's going to get you no matter who they send. It's a little uh, rapey. Uh, Betty, Hulk hornier than a blank. And like, it literally says, it's blank. And then like giant man, like captures him or whatever, you know? And then there's even, there's one, I guess Thor comes after him, gets him with the lightning, you know, with Mirror. And uh, his line is, nah, Thor's hammer just make Hulk horny for Betty again, hippie. <laughs> like, wh- what? Like, it was almost like, and I told Norm this, and I, like I said, I know Mark Miller's a, a great comic book writer, but it was almost like a 12-year-old wrote the Hulk part. Like a, like a, a horny, like 12, 13, 13-year-old wrote it. You know, so um, yeah, and then the only the only other, like bad thing about the the book is that, and I kind of I had heard about this years ago, and I didn't know it was in the Ultimates. Um, they have actually in Volume Two, uh, we're introduced to Scarlet Witch and um, Quicksilver. Yeah, the brother and sister team who are way too close, like they're. There is a panel because they're always like holding each other. No, before you say anything, <laughs> they're always like holding each other's hands, or they're holding like maybe you know arm. You know, Quicksilver will grab her arm or something like that. And first of all, I've never done that to my sister or my brother. But there's one panel, and I can't remember if it's Quicksilver does it to Scarlet Witch or Scarlet Witch does it to Quicksilver. But one of them takes their index finger. And puts it over the other person's lips. Now, Greg, you have a sister. I know this, right? Because our sisters were in the same grade. Uh, have you ever used one index finger and gently placed it on your sister's lips? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't. I'll tell you right now, I haven't. Uh, I, a few moments ago, I was going to say, can you be too close to your sister? Uh, <laughs> yes, you sure can. Uh, to, no, to answer your question, no, I've never. Is that okay. like? Is that like the uh, uh, the rom com like putting up the? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those are, those are the, the things that were like, oh, okay. Um, oh, like I said, overall the story is really good. Uh, like I said, in the first volume one, they fight um, uh, Hulk, and they eventually defeat him. Spoiler alert. Volume two. They fight, which they, they're originally called the Chitari, which, I mean, if, if you watch the Avengers movie, you knew the Chitari is, but it's not the same Chitari because they even, they're shapeshifters. And they even say like, well, here we're called, you know, in this place, we're called Chitari. In this place, we're called something else. And th- on this planet, we're called Scrolls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So they kind of combine them together, you know, as far as names go. Um, and then I believe in volume one of ultimates two it's actually pretty good because it deals with thor and loki 
is Loki tricking people, or it's like is either Loki's tricking people, which I think he is, or uh, Thor is not a Norse god; he is simply a uh, enhanced human. Like they hmm. they they've given him a, a sort of super soldier serum, and he the hammer helps him do other stuff, right? So yeah. Uh, oh, and so this is I mean this is bad if it was in real life what i'm about to say but it's not necessarily bad for the comic book and it's also another thing i heard about with giant man and the wasp uh hank pym uh is very abusive yeah yeah um he uh i i I forget how it starts or whatever but he essentially like slaps her and then she shrinks down to you know her, her tiny size and then he uses his ants to attack her and she ends up in the hospital i think he runs away or whatever she ends up in the hospital and she has these bite marks all over her and people like whoever the doctor's like oh they look like ant marks or something like that they're like well how how would an ant be able to do that like you know they're like mm-hmm. well if you're the same size as an ant they could do it and then you find out like well that's not the first time stuff like that has happened you know so uh yeah yeah, in in other variations, other iterations, older stories as well. Hank uh, Pym has not been the kindest to Wasp, so um, I don't know. Like maybe that's something they could have retconned out. You know, in in, in this yeah, version. but I mean, obviously, like I said, in real life, you don't want that to happen. But it's one of those things. Like it does happen in real life. So adding it to a comic book story might help somebody, you know, I don't know, get help or something like that. Or okay. just we're trying to, I mean, obviously comic books aren't real life, but there's certain like in a comic book, you might have somebody lose a job. You might have somebody, you know, go through a divorce or something. Punch you know? Joker in the face. Punch Joker in the face, you know? So, yeah, I, uh, I got, I, I'm I'm neither for or against keeping keeping it in there. It's like okay, I I had heard, like I said I had heard about it years and years before, you know, it was one of those things that just kind of been talked about, and I was like oh okay. So, but I last thing I'll let you talk about your combo. Uh, I am interested in more ultimate storylines, not necessarily with the ultimates, although I think I have them all, or you let me borrow them all. But there's like Ultimate X Men, there's Ultimate Fantastic Four. Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. So I think that's another one when I go to uh, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. I'm going to see what they all have as far as the ultimate line goes. They would be very happy to accommodate you, Mike. Yes. yes. So, All right. I also took um, one evening this week. I think it was Wednesday, and I think I did it because it was already sleeting outside, and I knew I wasn't going to be going to work on Thursday. So... I actually finally put a, a picture of We Live Volume 1 from Aftershock Comics up on uh, our Instagram, which I believe got kicked over to hopefully our our uh, Twitter. Um, hopefully it linked. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, regardless, I sat down. I said, I'm going to give it an hour. And then I read for an hour and a half and I was done. I finished Volume 1 of We Live, Mike. Can you tell me, is it good? Is it worth getting? I 
really enjoyed it. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because they, do they live? I'm not going to tell you that. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, however, it was completely not what I expected it to be. Okay. Um, the artwork on the cover is what sold me on this, uh, on this book. Do you, what, why is it that I can pull so many things uh, and reference Futurama? Do you remember Futurama at all? Yeah, of course. Do you remember in that pilot episode uh, where Fry gets stuck in the uh, uh, cryogenic yeah. tube and mm-hmm. you see him and you see like New York being destroyed and things like that. And rebuilt, rebuilt and things like that. Yeah. So, so that are there are elements of, of this story that reminded me of that because it only takes place in the not too distant future, like 2070 something. Okay. Um, but they said that, you know, they reference a war in 2050, uh, you know, and then a, a robot, uh, like, Something was done with genetics. Something was done with robots. Um, so you have in this dystopian future, you have all these elements at play. Um, and what the, the crux of the story is uh, these aliens have said, all right, we are going to save 5,000 children. Your planet is dying. Nobody is going to be able to you know, inhabit you know, live there for long. So we're going to send down these armbands. We're going to 5,000 of them. We're going to save 5,000 children. Um, you have to get them to these nine. Um, I can't remember the exact term, uh, but it's nine mega cities uh, that have these things called beacons. Then they'll be beamed up. We'll save 5,000. Uh, so every child that receives an armband gets to have one, uh, escort uh, to chaperone, so to speak, to get them to the beacon. So uh, our story is about this brother and sister who um, he, it, she actually found the armband, but her parents were sick and she knew that, you know, to do the right thing, she couldn't abandon her brother. Uh, so she put the armband on him to save okay. him. Very self-sacrificial. Um and so you're following them as they go through to try to get him to this beacon to be beamed up. Uh, and along the way, you know, they run into some of the dangerous mutant creatures that are out there um, and, and make some friends along the way. You also find out that, of course, when you tell humans, uh, we are flawed and, and we, you know, we always have been, uh, but when you tell them that, Hey, only 5,000 people are going to get to go. Well, that armband suddenly becomes very hot commodity. Right. And so people want to, uh, you have groups that want to just like say, Nope, everybody deserves to stay here and die. So no, we're trying to stop like the trains that run, uh, when spoiler, when they get to the city, um, you know, children like from rural outpost areas, like this, um, these kids are, they're basically like trying to, detach the arms uh, to give them to like the kids of more powerful, more, you know, richer parents, whatever. Um, So it's an intriguing story with a tremendous twist in that fifth issue that I didn't see coming. And it it was something that I, I hit me so off guard. I didn't expect it at all. And I was so overjoyed 
when it actually happened. But one of my favorite things about this is that the creators of this book did something that I've never seen before done in a comic book. Uh, we Live is from the Miranda Brothers. I'm probably going to uh, mispronounce one of their names, Inaki and Roy Miranda, as well as Eva De La Cruz, Dave Sharp, were all on the um, creative team. But All what right. they did here, I'm going to show this to you, Mike, and you'll have to uh, confirm for others, is throughout this book, maybe one to two in each issue. And I think this is five issues, um, but you'll see a little QR code. Please confirm. OK, yeah, yep, yep. So you And I, I was like, what the hell is that? Marvel has done this in the past where, you know, um, it, with your physical copy you know, Marvel issue, it's got a QR code. You can scan that. It'll take you more or less to some more information about the character, you know, or about okay. the, what the creator might have. But this, each one of these QR codes took you to a YouTube video that had a song and it was like original music. It's not, you know, it wasn't you know, Metallica or anything right. famous <laughs> right. there, I say. And, and most of them only had, you know, 1,000 to 1,500 uh, views, right? Um, yeah. But they were that frame uh, in the book, but it was like kind of brought to life. So the first one, I, and I can show it to you again, it's a gentleman sitting there. You know, I think he's got the glow of a fire in front of him and the right. glow of like a TV screen behind him. And he's smoking uh, a cigarette. So, you know, like you see some of the like the glow, like maybe the TV's on. So you see some shadowy there. You can see more like live smoke. Um, there's some of these in here where the group is walking at night. So you see they're actually walking, you know, and some shooting stars across the night sky. But all this music. So uh, you get it, it's a, it's another level. To because most of the time, obviously, yeah. comics are, are just a visual medium. But so the fact that the the creators decided to bring an audio element into it and still keep that beauty of the uh, of their work intact, you know, I, I thought I was like, oh, maybe it's initially. I thought, hey, if there's this, if, if this guy's got the TV on behind him, maybe it's the news reporter, whatever it might be going right, on. Right. Um, but it was just the the first couple ones were like. Um, foreign language. I don't. I don't want to guess, but you know, it sounded uh, Latin in uh, or okay. Latino in in uh, um, Spanish. You know, but I didn't understand the words. But it didn't take away from the beauty and my enjoyment of it. Right. Um, and then after the first couple, it was all instrumental, acoustic guitars. You know, things like that. Very um, just instrumental, almost relaxing. Uh, and I kind of wish that those songs would go on. But you know, you can read the words on the page and and click. You know, or you know read a few more other pages while this three and a half or so minute uh, song plays out. So it was something unexpected, um, but a nice little element, a nice little touch that, that, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed. So, that is good. Yeah. The thing about it, everyone has their phone on, on you, on them. So even really, as you're reading the comic, you know, you pick up your phone real quick, you get to that page, you can, you know, do the QR code, go to the, the YouTube page. And like, I don't know if this is how you did it, but read it as the music's playing. Exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, a, that's really good. And then, like I said, one of them, this one jumps out to me because the the panel and I think it was a um, splash page, but it was so um, gorgeous. It, it was our, our party. Our main characters were walking at night. 
Uh, so you have this, you know, there's not like light pollution. So you have just a, a lot of stars uh, um, that, oh, that can yeah. be seen. And so when you click that, you know, and, and that you scan that QR code and you get to the YouTube page um, and the video plays, it's that. But, you know, again, their arms and legs are moving, they're walking and you see yeah. like some shooting stars going across with this very calming music. So um, for me, like I said, for me, it was it was a big win, big hit. Um, big surprise there at the end, like I mentioned, that okay. really I did not, I, I you know, I, I'm rehashing now, um, completely unexpected, but I enjoyed it so much that I can't wait for volume two. All right. Perfect. Well, um, I'm, I'm intrigued to read it too. Reviews coming in uh, on the cover, uh, on the front cover from Sci-Fi Wire. On the back cover, you've got comicbook.com, graphic policy, and more from Sci-Fi Wire. So, um, I, I, these, uh, so just a little bit. Um, Inaki Miranda has worked on Catwoman, Batman Beyond, uh, and and Roy Miranda um, has also worked, I suppose. Uh, just real quickly, the back here says the year is 2084. The world has changed. Racked by calamities and crawling with monsters, the last remaining humans face a dangerous existence. And now the Earth has been sent a message from the deepest reaches of space, a dark countdown to the extinction of all humanity. But there is hope. 5,000 children will be rescued by these mysterious message senders to live a new life in the stars. This is the journey of Hototo, one of the lucky 5,000, but only if his teenage sister Tala can safely deliver him to the nearest beacon before time runs out. So... Okay. Uh, we live is a world of violence and beauty, and I agree to both of those things. A unique tale of the apocalypse. So, um, just really, really enjoyed it. I can't say enough good things about We Live. So I, I like I said, I definitely want to check it out. And then I kind of went to the aftershock um, page, you know, mm-hmm. website, and I'm just kind of looking through their uh, their what they got, you know. And a lot of them, like, I would want just based on the name. Like, I'm not even looking at this, what it is, you know. Uh, Fear Book Club, I Breathed a Body, Killer Groove, you know. Those are just, it's just interesting to me. So, also, I like the fact that uh, one of us is uh, reading comics that are not 20 years old. <laughs> so, what can I say? for that. Um, and so we have, I believe we've, we've gone to Aftershock before because, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Descendant um, come from Aftershock Comics? Possibly. Possibly. I can't, I can't remember. Come on now. But you yeah. had one job. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, all right. So, oh, excellent. So uh, do you know when Volume 2 comes out? Any- Not a clue. I know this one just came out recently, though. Right? Last Didn't year. It? Last oh, last year. year. I mean, you know, mine came out in 2002. So last year is recent to me, I guess. I suppose it is, Mike. I suppose it is. I'm trying to find out more well, information on that right now. But, uh, well, as you find that out, uh, we talk about one other uh, comic book that, well, I haven't read, but you said it's been floating around your, floating around your house somewhere. There is going to be a reprint i think they're only doing four thousand copies uh so i don't think nurse united is going to get one um but they're doing a reprint of jla avengers crossover 
in honor of George Perez, the comic book artist. Uh, I've, if, I, if I know the story correctly, George Perez has been diagnosed with, I want to say, pancreatic cancer. I could be way off on that. If I am, I apologize. Um, and he has decided to uh, basically forego treatment in order to spend quality time with his family. So uh, like I said, they're, they're doing the, a reprint of it, which I, I was kind of on Twitter and like a bunch of like artists and writers were talking about it and saying like, you guys don't realize like how insane it is that this can happen now that two huge Marvel and Warner brothers, essentially these two huge companies can go. Yeah. You can reprint this, you know? So, and that's the trick too, is it, it needed both teams on board, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I was fortunate enough um, because of my, perhaps misplaced affinity for the amalgam universe and things like that from, yes. from the uh, you know, when it was Marvel versus DC or DC versus Marvel. Uh, and this, is this came, you know, a few years after that uh, 2003 to 2004, I think it was a four issue uh, story crossover, what you yeah. call it. Um, but yeah, uh, George Perez uh, was the artist. Kurt Busick was the writer um, and yeah, just, it, it's one of those things that like, look, they're going to reprint it for sure, but they're not going to do anything like this ever again. <laughs> no, no, you know? it's impossible. Um, and you know, it, 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 not to get off topic, um, I don't know if you have more to say it about it or not, but it's in this kind of the similar vein of big companies, you know, doing stuff together. Um, I, I was watching a little clip of not forgetting his name, uh, Ash. Um, he and he played. Uh, God, he's, he's friends with Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell. That thing. He was a little clip of him, and there somebody asked him. He was doing like a Q and A, and somebody asked him, uh, "Is there ever going to be? Was it Ash versus Freddy versus Jason?" And he said, absolutely not. And he goes, because he goes, the, he, I guess there was a story that was going to be written and essentially Ash was going to win. And he said, so obviously, you know, do you think Freddy's people are going to go, yeah, you can go ahead and, and kill us, you know, this, you know, or do you think Jason's people are going to go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't, care. we don't care about making more movies. Go ahead and kill us. Now, I've also seen another clip with uh, Robert England being like, I would have been fine with it. He goes, <laughs> he goes, look, he goes, I've been killed before. He goes, you can bring me back to life. It does not matter. Right. You know, but he's like, he's like, no, it'll absolutely never happen. So, but although I guess apparently it did happen in a comic book, though, so it just won't happen in a movie. I'm still kind of surprised, you know, that like Freddy versus Jason, you know, ever happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. So anyway um all right so maybe you'll find your jla avengers somewhere around the house and maybe then, i will and then since we're on avengers let's go to you're going to talk about something about kevin feige avengers i was uh kevin okay. feige has says that oh have, have says uh yes we have seen the last avengers movie 
Okay. I think I remember him saying something about that. I didn't read the article or if it was an article. Now, I'm wondering if he's meaning there won't be another movie that's called The Avengers. Or if he's saying, look, we won't see our, the, our, the team we know as The Avengers, which was, you know, Robert, oh, not Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> um, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, you know, those guys, Black Widow. We won't see them anymore. Maybe we'll see a team up. Maybe it'll be, you know, uh, the new Avengers, the young Avengers, uh, d- the defenders, you know, I, I, I don't I, I think we're going to get a lot more team movies, you know, T.E.A.M. movies. I don't disagree. Uh, realistically, um, I think it, <sighs> when I get a comic like. I like a Batman comic. Sure. You know, Green Lantern, of course, Superman's fine, but you give me a, like a, a big team up. You give me a, an event. I'm right. more likely to put money down. Uh, oh, yeah. Earlier this week on a new episode of Marvel studios assembled over there on that Disney plus uh, Kevin Feige uh, says uh, that regarding the future of the MCU, Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now past their 10th anniversary with the release of the final Avengers movie. We finally completed a 22 movie Infinity Saga. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I said, it, it's, it's hard to know exactly what he, what he means by that. But I, we're I mean, think about it. it. Every Marvel movie in the past couple of years has been a team of, of some sort, even, you know, Shang-Chi had, had Wong at the end. There's always, there's always going to be some connection. There's going to be another person that comes in Spider-Man. No, no way home. You know, Spider-Man far from home. I feel like that was more Spider-Man, but it had a connection to uh, Iron Man. Right, had a connection to it, but you didn't have Iron Man in it. Well, yeah, you kind of did. He was dead already. Right, but I'm saying there was there's that connect. Yeah, yes, he wasn't physically there. I see. So you're talking yeah. any connective tissue, okay? Yeah, yeah. There was used him in in it, you know. And I think, like I said, you're going to see more of that. I, from what I've heard, um, uh, God, what is it? No, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder uh, has the guardians in it, or one of the guardians or something like that, or, or vice versa. Guardians of the galaxy bound three might have Thor in it. Right. I think there's going to be more and more team ups because there's so many people right now that it would kind of be stupid to not have at least one older Avenger in the movie, you know, or even have, if you're, you know, I I'm thinking of blade. Um, it was kind of reintroduced at the end of, was it Shang-Chi? Yeah. No, Eternals. Eternals. The movie everybody forgot about. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. I I saw it in theaters and we've talked about that. I dozed off, missed right. the portion. I restarted yeah. it at home when it became right. available and I never went finished it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad about that kind of. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. But yeah. So I maybe he just means that, you know, we're not getting the original Avengers anymore, which I think everybody knew. Okay. That's fine. All right. Speaking of the Avengers, are you talking about piggybacking? Uh, let's talk about Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you piggybacking another 
<laughs> Avengers segue. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Yes. Let's talk about uh, old FFC. Um, Francis Ford Coppola has a movie that apparently he's been wanting to make for 40 years since okay. the 1980s. Uh, it, it, it is his epic sci-fi film Megalopolis. Uh, and he says that people will spend years trying to figure it out. This comes to us from Geeky Tyrant, and they uh, cited a GQ interview. GQ, have you ever read GQ, Mike? I don't think I have, to be honest okay. with you. You're not, not GQ. Yeah. yeah, me either. Um, so here, I'm going to try to read this, but also not, you know, do anything crazy. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola currently developing his dream project, the sci-fi epic title Megalopolis. I mentioned he's been developing this film since the 80s and with no studio wanting to finance it, Coppola is self-financing the $120 million budget himself. The 212-page script tells the story of an architect dreaming of a utopic version of New York City in the near future and his battle with the conservative mayor who has other ideas of the city. Contained within the epic are a myriad of storylines and characters. Um, The article goes on for there, but I don't really know if uh, people want me to read the whole thing. The cast for the film, however, does include uh, your favorite Oscar Isaac, James Caan, Zendaya, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Pfeiffer, Forrest Whitaker, John Voight, and Jessica Lange. And he's hoping to start production sometime this year. All right. Well, I wish him the best. Now, I say that. And I look at the what can only be described as concept art that we Uh shared with the post over on the Facebook page. Mike, I don't know if you have that image pulled up. I don't. Okay. I just want to say. If this is being described as, quote, uh, the near future. They are at least 300 years out from making any structures that look like anything that's in this concept art. I kind of remember it and I'm trying to get them on on the Facebook page now to try and find it. Um, Oh, Oh. otherwise I can send it to you. Nope. Okay. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. No, we don't have anything like this. This is not happening in the near future. Now, the movie might, but this architecture. Yes, yes. And maybe it's because we need this one dreamy, doe-eyed architect who's going to be like, I can tell you exactly how you can uh, put physics aside and make your uh, buildings that reach the heavens. Yeah. I like how, you know, the, just in the little plot outline, uh an architect dreaming of a utopic version of New York city and a conservative mayor who has other ideas <laughs> of the city. It's oh, like, yeah, well, I, I wonder, who, I was going to say, I wonder, wonder who we're painting to be the villain in this story. Yeah. Um, it does go on to say that Coppola calls the film, a love story. A woman is divided between loyalties to two men, but not only two men. Each man comes with a philosophic principle. One is her father who raised her, who taught her Latin on his lap and is devoted to a much more classical view of society. I bet that's the mayor. Uh, the, the, The other one is the lover, the enemy of the father, but is dedicated to a much more progressive. Let's leap into the future. 
Let's leap over all this garbage that has contaminated humanity for 10,000 years. Let's find what we really are, which are an enlightened, fr- enlightened friendly, joyous species. Holy shit. Yeah, it just it doesn't really appeal to me. I know Francis Ford Coppola is, you know, very well known, very amazing the director, done a lot of good stuff. Um, and hey, look, if he wants to spend 120 million, I don't think uh, he's going to get it back. But because it's, it's got to cost more than 120 million if you're having all those stars in there. Well, think about the effects budget you know like yeah. unless unless oscar isaacs is or oscar isaac whatever uh is doing it for twenty dollars which right. you'd still be overpaying him um <laughs> you're gonna love him in moon Knight. I, I i do think i will i i really do yeah. think i will um but i i'm trying I'm, I'm pulling up coppola's imdb for the last noteworthy thing that he did okay. which is okay. gonna sound super i mean like he's done tremendous things i mean he's, he's done, done enough to cement himself right he's done the godfather and godfather 2 and apocalypse right. now he's done so much um but uh, I'm, I'm just looking the good shepherd i feel like i i recognize that title a little bit from 16 years ago um okay. but like i'm looking at it there's nothing okay so he executive produced jeepers creepers i didn't know that um, okay. I'm looking for maybe let's look at director because I feel like he definitely has more accolades perhaps as director does he not like uh, there's nothing here Bram Stoker's Dracula okay or Jack do you remember the movie Jack with Robin Williams yeah okay yeah. so Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> right. night, it has been 30 years since he's done something worth a damn now granted I'm almost 40 and I haven't done anything worth a damn but still <laughs> Um, you know, he, he, he did plenty of good things. Holy cow. And he has often been critical. I believe, I believe he's one, one of many who've been critical of comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. I know Martin Scorsese was maybe that's the one. uh, Yeah. Same person. I think. Yeah. You know, six of one half dozen of the other. Right. Right. Um, I can almost guess based on this cast that Oscar Isaac is the uh, doe-eyed, you know, dreaming architect, and either James Conn or John Voight is the evil conservative mayor. Yeah, you, uh, J- James Conn or John Voight, they're definitely the bad guy. And I then Zendaya yeah, is yeah. probably the love interest. That seems like a big age gap, but that's a Hollywood thing to do, to have like the old guy i don't i, I mean it could be it could, it could be kate blanchett yeah I, they won't do it they i they will do oscar Isaac and zendaya for whatever reason it's super creepy but you know or maybe i'm thinking oscar isaac is maybe he's not as old as i think well zendaya is 25 okay she's actually older than i thought i thought she was like 19 20 and still 25 oscar isaac is 42 <laughs> So yep, that they'll definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he'll play a 28-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And actually he'll be 43 in a couple of weeks. So he's oh, okay. Jeez. Because old. Right? <laughs> yeah. What, what a worthless sack of shit. 
<laughs> just give up now, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> it never got him out to anything. All right. So I know what I want to end with. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that yet. I want to hear your thought. No, don't spoil it for anybody because you wanted to talk about this. I want you to talk. Tell, tell us about the Batman. No spoilers, though. No spoilers. I haven't seen it, obviously. Um, but I feel like every headline that comes out, you know, again, the comicbook.com or the comic book resources or, or you know, whatever, comicbookmovie.com. Every time Robert Pattinson opens his mouth, a, or Ro, I'm sorry, Robat Bat and Bat opens his mouth, makes me slightly less interested in watching the movie. <laughs> but okay. at, at the same time, I see like some of the early reviews and it, they're saying it's pe- people are saying that this is going to be your favorite Batman. I, so, I've heard of those too. Yes. So, but I, he, he's making so many like unnecessary comments. Just stop doing, I, I know you got to do junkets, right? It's part of the job. And you're right. As we're recording this, you're within two weeks of, no, I'm sorry. You're within one week of uh, the movie coming out nationwide uh, December, damn March 4th. <laughs> uh, so this upcoming Friday, um, so I get it. You're, but oh, he's saying a lot of really weird things. Um, and I, I just like, shh, just at this so point, just let your performance do the talking. I, I haven't heard what he's saying, but I do know that when they do those junkets, like the celebrities do not like them because they get asked these same questions, like literally the same question over and over. How does it feel to be the Batman? Uh, how is this Batman different from other Batman? Um, have you talked to Christian Bale about it? Have you talked to any other Batman? What was it like putting on the suit for the first time? I guarantee you those are, and I, those are literally off the top of my head. And I guarantee you every single reporter asked those same exact questions. So he has to, and I'm not saying this is what he's been saying, but he, you know, they kind of have to make it fun. Plus, Robert Pattinson has always been like kind of like, I don't want to say off, but like a little maybe eccentric is the best way I can put it. Like even when he was talking about the Twilight movies, which was his big thing, obviously, years and years ago, he would do interviews about how much he didn't really like it and, you know, how it was boring and he can't believe it even lasted as long as it did. So but what, what kind of stuff was he saying I'm I'm trying to find things now that that are less about the premiere, um, right? And, and honestly, it, it's it, it's probably one of those things like as you, you know, maybe scroll through YouTube or something like that, or articles, catching little um, highlights of stuff. You know. So uh, all right, so this is from Kimmel last week, where okay, uh, Robert Pattinson was scared to release the Batman. Um, uh, there there are more specific things that i saw but again now that i'm you know looking for specific examples um calls his version of batman a weirdo doesn't have a playboy persona at all uh says his batman is making gotham worse uh describes the batman as a sad movie um i mean it's a story about a guy whose parents die i mean the batman overall is kind of sad you know yeah, his his parents die, and he he spends his nights, you know, fighting crime. And What's awkward about that. Yeah, <laughs> can't really have a normal life and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, you know, 
I'm, I'm sure he's done awkward interviews. I, I have no doubt about that. But like I said, I same with you. Uh, I've I've heard that this Batman like rave reviews on it. So. it one here, oddly enough, one here from the St. Louis Post Dispatch, right here uh, across the river of us. Robert Pattinson okay. terrified to see the reaction to the Batman. I can, I mean, I can understand that. I think I wouldn't want to be on the internet, you know, if, if I was playing no. Batman, because you, you know, it's going to be a polarizing. Oh yeah. Role. Well, um, okay. So here's, <laughs> here's an odd one from variety. Okay. This is about a month ago. Uh, Robert Pattinson joking about not working out for the Batman really quote came back to haunt me. It's like, do you get, like, I remember, now, the Christian Bale that we had, and again, I, this is some, some minor recency bias because I think we talked on a recent episode. I just watched Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, you know, kind of like back to back, give or take. Like Christian Bale was pretty jacked for oh, yeah. Batman Begins, you know, like he put Very on some, so. some muscle. Then, you know, he had to take it off for the machinist or whatever crazy. That dude tortures his body, you know, oh, yeah. for, for various roles. But uh, it's like, Dude, you're 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 playing Batman. Like you can't yeah. you can't go. I can I still contend that Superman does not have to be a six three jacked guy, you know. Correct. Because if his if the our yellow sun is mm-hmm. uh, supercharging his Kryptonian cells, it doesn't matter if he looks like Henry Cavill or looks right. like J, uh, DJ Qualls. You know, you yeah. should still be yeah. able to like punch a bat, you know, punch a guy through a brick wall. Um, so, but, but Batman is a man and, yeah. and you, you can't, you can't like, you have to fill out the suit. You know what I mean? Uh, right. and, and you have to be able to punch, but more importantly, you gotta be able to take a punch. And I, I feel like a lot of times in, I mean, unless you're like the best Batman, they're like, ain't nobody ever making contact with me. Um, but the best boxers aren't the ones who uh, know how to hit, but know how to get hit, you know, take that hit. So, yeah, I think so. Uh, Christian Bale, I actually think he did Machinist first. Oh, OK. And, and and then Batman begins. But regardless, like he I think he bulked up to 230 pounds and he was and that's mus- muscular, 230 pounds. Uh, and then they even told him, like, you have to lose weight. Like, you're too big for Batman. So he dropped down to whatever it was. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to be that big, but you have to make it believable. Whatever your size, you have to make it believable that you can knock out five people in an alley. Right. You know, or, you know, when when they're attacking you, that you know, I, I have to believe that you're you're going to be okay. You know, so whatever that is. Yeah, and I thought that was dumb that he wasn't working out. I don't know if that was just what that was. If it was an artistic choice or whatever, but yeah, maybe not, I'm, I'm guessing there's not going to be any shirtless uh, Bruce Wayne scenes. I kind of hope not. Yeah. Um, and also, sorry, but uh, with this, this uh, one of the reviews I heard said that there's a lot of detective work in there, which is one thing that we have not seen much of at all in Batman movies. Well, like it the, really shows his detective side. The movie's almost three hours long, so you better get some detective work. <laughs> right. Um, and and I, again, going back to 
uh, yeah, I guess it was Batman Begins, you know, as he was trying to establish himself, like he had to do a little bit of like street detective mm-hmm. level yeah. type of stuff, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, it, in the second one, when they had, you know, like the every every cell phone in Gotham's now a, a little sonar or whatever, I'm like, eh, it's fine. Eh. I know you got the money, Bruce, but let's pump the brakes on right, right. You know, some of this stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so for, but again, not enough. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more, uh, oh, yeah, I want yeah. more, more, more of that diet, Dr. Pepper. I've been looking for. All right, Greg. Now we're ending the show with. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Mess- a message oh. that you sent me and I'm trying to find it. Okay. So the uh, you're talking about uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home. And there's a, there's a pre-order. You says I don't know. What you says geez. You says I did it earlier. I know. Yeah, it's contagious. I think the question that I have coming from this post is: Would you rather have the digital version and get it much sooner, or would you rather have the physical copy in the event that the quote-unquote net ever goes down? <laughs> now, Greg, I want you to explain this to me. Are you talking about the internet just completely like going away? No, no, I, I do need to clarify. Like one of my concerns and, and I've got way too much money, like wrapped up in like um, uh, prime videos, you right, know, like right. I don't, I don't own the physical kind of, kind of same way with like apple music you know things like that i've bought some albums yeah. and songs uh like i don't own them i guess i the the term is i'm i've paid for the rights to be able to watch them or something like that which yeah. is kind of crap right. so the, the if if amazon were to ever change hands or any and this has always been my concern if, if something were to ever happen to amazon like i've got several i don't know the exact number but i've got plenty of movies on there like well, they're not just going to send me a hard copy, <laughs> you know, I'm out, no, but I'm out all those, uh, all those, uh, movies. If something I'll, were to, I'll tell you right now what will happen. First of all, Amazon's never going away. True. Uh, Amazon, if anything, it will it change names. So I, I don't, I was going to say somebody I'd buy them out, but I, I think they're too big for somebody to buy them. But even if that happens, like the, 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 phys, the online copies are never going away, even with voodoo which is, I don't think, as big as Amazon. Maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. But it's big. They're, cause I have a lot on Voodoo. Uh, they're not going anywhere. If, if anything, like I said, somebody will buy them. It'll never be a time where, you know, Voodoo closes or Amazon closes and just goes, oh, sorry, you don't have the cop. You don't, you don't have them anymore. I guess legally they can, but it's just not going to happen. They're, they're too big now. Okay, so... With that portion of the question being completed, okay. If I could get uh, like a Blu-ray digital copy combo, I think okay. I'd still go that route. You know, I, I that way, if all else fails, I still have. Although I couldn't tell the last time I actually put a disc into a machine. <laughs> I don't know if I were you, if I were in your house with, uh, was he five? Five now? Six? Six? Okay. With a a six-year-old and two one-year-olds who I'm I'm sure they're going to be, they're starting to move around, I'm sure. Uh, But not, they're going to be soon. 
I would not want any copies of stuff because you know that's getting for it's going to get milk tossed on it. It's going to have cereal cereal on it. It's going to have little sticky baby fingers grab it. I I would I, there's no way I would want that unless you have like you have your own like you bring it up to like a, a room that they which I don't think there is a room. I was, I was going to say your comic book room. But that's you don't have a comic book room anymore. Uh, if there was like a room that you only you could go into, then yeah, sure, get one and, and lock it in there. But maybe, maybe I, my I, next house will have like a a, a one man theater, right? <laughs> I don't see a, a DVD lasting or Blu-ray lasting in your house more than two years. Interesting. I will have you know as I'm looking around the again. I, I and, have- I, and I realize you have a lot. But I'm just like, and maybe it's just like, it'd be like my luck that I'd get it. And all of a sudden, you know, oh, there, wait, it's in the toilet right now. Okay. Well, never mind then. Now, what is, because I didn't, I couldn't, because you sent me a screenshot. So I couldn't look at the article. How much sooner is the online release date than the Blu ray release date? I am super excited to share that information with you as soon as it loads. Uh, Okay. Digital March 22nd and 4K UHD and Blu-ray on April 12th. So not that much long, but March. Okay. Couple weeks, literally a couple weeks. Yeah. So that, I mean, granted for me, still, I, I, I'm going to get the, the online version of it. Um, This many weeks. Three weeks, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm still going to get the online version of it, just because it's going to be easier, you know. I'm going to you know, sit on your couch, order it, you know. I do like to sit on my couch. Yes, and fall asleep. I, I ooh, time out, rephrase. I like to sit okay. in my chair and fall asleep. Ah, yeah, yeah. I did that uh, last night. Uh, yeah, of course you did. Last night, I, I, I get this thing where, okay, so it's about 1030 and we're wrapping just close to wrapping things up. Um, if I'm smart, I would, you know, and the, let the file do its converting down, right. you know, take the dog out and go to bed. If I'm smart, okay. what I would okay. likely to do is go sit in my chair, turn on TV, watch an episode of the IT crowd uh, on Netflix uh, and probably doze off and wake up at two. I I'm somewhat jealous of that because I and I and I finally figured I've said this before I, I I can't fall asleep on the recliner and I know why now is because I can't fall asleep on my back I have to be on my side. Let me tell you I have learned some things I've read uh-huh. some things. Okay. Uh, I through the course of being uh, uncomfortable uh, earlier mm-hmm. in this week uh, I said. Is the, if you lay on one side or the other, uh, does it you know like make you feel worse or better right, with right, your stomach yeah. and things like that? Uh, yeah. Apparently, and I've I've noticed this like if you sleep on your right side, like I mostly uh, most often time do, um, your stomach actually sits higher than your mouth or your esophagus, so some stomach acid can slowly leak. Up, okay, um, for reflux purposes. However, if you sit if you sleep on your left side uh then that is like uh that's telling your colon hey we're good to go shit the bed 
<laughs> okay, I found. Well, I well, I'll tell you because oftentimes I what I do is if I'm like, oh, I, my stomach's a little upset, I'm gonna try rolling over, and then I'm like, gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I okay. I uh, I've slept on both sides. Um, I I have heard the thing about the the ass reflux on one side. Um, I've never shit the bed before not that I can remember. I've not, but that's when I like, you know, the, the you're at DEFCON four and oh, you got to okay. go okay. or wait, no yeah. DEFCON two. I've DEFCON I've had that happen at the gym before. Okay. I bet. Well, that's because you're, you're pushing all that iron. Yes. Yes. All of it. I've, I, I've, I've had it before. Long story short, where I definitely had to go to the bathroom but I couldn't like, I'm like, well, you can't run there. You know, you can't be like, oh, God, <laughs> just run to the bathroom, you know. <laughs> so you kind of do a quick, you know, quick walk. And then I get in the bathroom and for whatever, for some reason, all three stalls are taken up. And I'm, like, I'm like, are you kidding? And it was one of those, like, it's like ticking, like it's got to go. And I, I'm like, I always thought to myself, I don't even know if I could make it to my car. It, to to g- drive to a gas station or something. Have you ever and, considered shitting in the urinal? No, I, I considered shitting in the shower though. Okay, <laughs> but I luckily didn't have to. Somebody somebody came out of the stall and I was like, yes, and then did my, did my thing, and then continue wash my hands, continue to work out. Good story, Mike. Yes, yes. we we did not intend for. Uh, uh, this episode to both start and end with toilet humor. Um, but but yeah. this is the second podcast this week that I've recorded that's done that. So. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of the story, you got to check out the five heart podcast also available where podcasts, all podcasts are sold uh, available. So um, Mike, March 22nd, then I'll mark my calendar. All right. Perfect. We get, uh, but next time we talk, Mm-hmm. The Batman will be out. Yes. Are you having any, make any plans on uh, seeing the Batman? I haven't. I haven't gotten tickets yet. I'll be honest with you. Only because I it, there's a, a long string of times me and Nolan go to the to the movies, and it just got a little expensive. So I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a break. Uh, so I didn't pre-order anything like that. But that doesn't mean we won't go. I just don't know when 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 it'll be. Uh, as of right now. I don't have anything scheduled for my Friday. If that does not change, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to go check out the Batman. Nice, nice. So all I can do is say we'll see because this yeah. could be a very good, uh, however, busy week for me. So okay. if it doesn't bleed into Friday afternoon, however. All right. We, yeah. We, do we also get Moon Knight on or is that later in March? I can't remember. I think I want to say like March 30th. Okay. I'll take yeah. your word for it because you've never led me astray before. Never. Don't know how. Don't know how. Well, this has been uh, another exciting episode of Nerds United. It has gone long, but that's because we had a lot of good comics to talk about. Yeah. Or at least a lot of com- uh, a lot of talk about a couple of comics. So, <laughs> uh, I want to take a, a moment to thank everybody who uh downloads and listens to the show. And, and especially if you take uh, a little bit of time to provide feedback, um, you know, if, if there's uh, uh, if you see a poll or even a quick question over on Twitter, 
that Mike might have put out about, you know, something, maybe a, a book suggestion. Uh, take take many, you know, find out what what's favorite in your stack and uh, and send that title to him. I'm sure he'd love to ask me if I have it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, that's the first thing I do. Uh, but uh, in all in all seriousness, uh, we we appreciate everybody who who listens. Um, uh, few but mighty, uh, just like my what's left of my brown hairs. They're few but mighty, mostly gray. So, uh, that's all right. We're we're aging gracefully, Mike. Yep. yep. Emphasis on aging. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm gonna go to bed. Uh, all right. So for the co-host of the year mike luther i'm greg mahachko reminding you to find us on apple Podcasts and google play and stitcher and podbean and spotify probably still and yep. of course jitterymonkey.com so in the meantime in between time be kind and rewind this is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.